welcome to Navigating Your Career, the only podcast that blends personal development, professional skills, and psychology to help you get happy at work and live the life you want. If you want to stop feeling stuck and start feeling better, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. Let's get started. Hello and welcome. This episode is so special. Why? Because it's the 52nd episode, which means we have been together every week for a year. For the past year, I have poured my heart and expertise into this show to help you get happy at work, to help you work on yourself, your beliefs, to know how to navigate even the most difficult situations to grow professionally, and even understand your brain a bit. So for this week's episode, and this very special episode, I thought we could do something a little different. My children are going to join us. Yes, my son and daughter. My son Q is 14 years old and my daughter is 11. I cannot believe it. For the parents out there, I'm sure you're just like me, where you always see your kids as the babies they once were. They have been asking me to be on this show for months. In fact, my son Q pitched me the idea that they interview me on the show, that they give you a behind the curtains look into me, your fearless leader and coach of this show, so that you can get to know me in a new way and see what I'm like in my personal life too. They thought that you would love this. So for this anniversary episode, let's give it a go. Well, Let's go ahead and get started. Without further ado, here is me and my special co-hosts having a conversation about coaching, about life, and I may even put them in the hot seat. So give a warm welcome to my co-hosts, Q and T. Hello. Hi, I'm, I'm T. Be prepared to hear some stuff you probably have never heard before. Oh, you're going to make me a little bit nervous. (laughs) What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Oh my gosh, I feel like I should have had these questions ahead of time. (laughs) Okay, what is something that people misunderstand about me? Hmm. I would say probably that it's always been easy for me to go beyond what's comfortable, to try new things, to do things that other people might find scary that I coach them to do, like making big pivots or doing something different than how they were raised. I think people sometimes assume that because it is something I've mastered now and that I teach people to do, that it just came naturally to me. And it's really something that I had to learn for myself. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Why did you choose to be a career coach when there are so many other jobs? Oh my gosh. Do you know the answer to this question? Because you like to help people. It's what you always say. I want like a bigger answer. (laughs) You want a bigger answer? So the reason that I became a career coach is really like, to be honest, that I just fell into it. So I knew that I wanted to help people. And so I tried a lot of different things to do that. And you know that when I worked in a corporate job, that that's what I did in that part of my career. But it wasn't fulfilling enough. And I didn't feel like I could help people as much as I could if I went on my own. And like I said about what people kind of misunderstand about me, I know what it's like to 
feel like there's something more for you and to not really have the courage or really the know-how to figure out what that is. And so once I figured out how to figure that out, I wanted to help people do that. And I wanted to help them do it in a way that wasn't biased to anyone else. So it wasn't about what the company wanted or what their partner wanted, but just what they wanted for themselves. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about a client that touched your heart and tell me about a client that changed your practice. Whoa. Did you Google these questions? Where did you come up with these? <laughs> okay, a client that changed my heart or yeah, touched my heart. That touched your heart okay. and a client that changed your practices. Oh. Or it could be the same person. My gosh. Yeah. Okay, let me think. So I really feel like this is going to sound cheesy, but this could be true of any of my clients. I feel like all of them, I care about all of them touch my heart. All of them make, like, impact my practice because I always am thinking about what they want. How can I deliver what they want faster and more effectively? And then I take that on to the next client. But let me see if I can think of something super specific. So my client that touched my heart is someone that had a lot of trauma, had some, you know, troubling things happen as she was growing up and that continued to happen as she was an adult. And it was really impacting the way she thought about herself, her happiness in her life, how she looked at relationships and helping her overcome that was really incredible for me. Um, I had gone through something similar and so to be able to help her overcome that and to see herself differently and to let go of that weight she carried is just really, it just, that really touches my heart because when you do something like that, it just changes your life. Like when you're no longer carrying that negativity and that shame and that questioning of your worth. And I would say a client that changed my practice, the one that comes to mind is really the first one. So the first career coaching client that I had is the first person that I took from beginning to end of my specific coaching philosophy and systems and tools. And she saw amazing results. And I feel like that was really validating for me because going in and starting a new business, you have the skills, you have the expertise, and it really validated that what I was doing was working and it really helped people and that it was something that I could really take and grow with long term. Mm. Very detailed. <laughs> well, that's what you asked for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, when did you know, yep, coaching is for me. I want to do this 24-7, 365. It's like my thing. Love it. Got to do it. When did I know? So it's funny. I feel like I know that coaching was my thing before I knew what coaching was. I think what I do with coaching, I was always doing with other leaders that I worked with, with colleagues. It's something that I, now knowing what coaching is, I was doing then, Uh which is why I have some natural skill and ability in addition to the formal training. Yeah. And I would say once I knew what it was, when I really went through certification and I had practice clients and went through that whole process, it really lit me up. And I found I was going to work. And even though I had a great job, 
it was draining and I didn't look forward to it the way that I did my practice clients. I was working for free in the evening essentially and that gave me so much energy and so I knew that that was something that I needed to pursue. Yeah. Well, you shine your light. <laughs> what? what? She said something. Shine your light. Yeah, she said about her light. Yeah. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell them? Oh, I would say that you're not crazy. <laughs> and to keep going. Because especially when you're young, you question yourself sometimes and you can have some doubt and when you want to do something that other people aren't doing when you don't have an example of it it can be easy to convince yourself that you shouldn't go after it and that you should just be happy with what you have and for me I feel like I've always had a calling to do something more to impact the world I was 18 when I thought of having my first business and I just never let that go. So even though I made other choices that helped me get to where I was, I never silenced myself. But there were times I tried to convince myself that it was crazy what I wanted and that I shouldn't want it. And so if I could go back, I would tell that that 18-year-old self to just not be so hard on herself and that there's a reason she wants those things. Hmm. Well, I guess on the note of back in time if you ever if you ever went back in time to tell yourself i am a successful career coach and i've <laughs> helped many people would you believe yourself hmm would i believe it you know i i would believe it i think that I would believe that I would be successful because I always work really hard towards everything that I want to have. So I can believe that if I had a goal to be successful, that I would be. I think the level of self-concept that I have and the way that I help people and how I help them having this business, that seemed really far-fetched for me when I was younger. So I think that would have been harder for me to believe, but it definitely would have been nice for for someone to tell me that that was possible and that it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the most important thing you've learned in life? And in comparison to how your life what is now, how like was your life before you learned this thing? Oh, man. All of your questions are so, like, deep. <laughs> I would say the most important thing, and this is on the spot, so (laughs) I feel like this is a question I need to have more time to think about, but what's coming to mind is really that every person is, you guys are going to think this is so cheesy, but every person, or cringe as you would say, every person really is equal to everyone else. And it doesn't matter what other people's opinions of you are. They don't define who you are and what you're capable of and your worth as a human being. Yeah. So <laughs> you're like, yeah, of course. And I'm glad that that's your response to it. When I was, you know, younger in the past, I think I questioned myself a lot. And even though I believed that of other people, it was harder for me to believe that of myself. 
Mm. Right. Which is often a problem that a lot of my clients have too. It's they give back and they believe in all these possibilities for other people. But when it comes to themselves, they see themselves as different and they can't do those things or it's harder for them. And that's because we're all in our own brains and that's what our brains do. So I, I think that that was something that really opened the doors for me to really believe that to be true. Not just that everyone is equal, but just that if someone else has an idea and you don't think it's a great one, good for you. But that doesn't mean it's not a good idea (laughs) And, and vice versa, right? Everyone is going to have an opinion and it doesn't matter what someone's title is or how much money they have or who they are. Their opinion isn't worth more than your opinion. You just want to listen to people's different perspectives. But at the end of the day, your what you want to do, your decision, your opinion is, is just as valid and as important as everyone else's. And so I think once I learned that, it really opened the doors. Like I stopped being afraid of trying new things, of what people would say or think when I did things like this business, for example. Mm-hmm. I just went after what I knew was right for me. So when did you learn that and like how did you learn that? Like, how did you figure that out? How did I figure that out? And, like, how old were you? Or (laughs) what time of your life? I would say probably in my, let's see, how old am I now? 40? So. I thought you were 82. Yeah. Like, what? Like, are you confusing my birth year? No, so probably my, I would say, it was later in life. I would say early 30s. Oh. Early 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is when I really, like, really, like, I believed those things, but I didn't really wholeheartedly believe it in a way that allowed me to do things without necessarily worrying about other people. And how I learned to do that was really by pushing myself. I think I have a great capacity for believing in that voice that I have that tells me that there's more and that... I can be the person that changes the world. I can be the person that helps people. And as cheesy as that sounds, it's what I tell you guys too. Like you can be that person. The, the people, I think there's a quote by like Steve Jobs or something that says um, something like the people that think that they're crazy enough to change the world are the people that do. And so me believing, oh, is that cringy? No. <laughs> Me believing that I could be that person and not leaving it to someone else pushed me to keep doing things that were hard. And the more I did that, the more I saw the reality. And of course, I, you know, I have a master's degree in psychology and that certainly helped. I got that around that time as well. So I think it's a combination of education, experience, and really just the way that my brain works. Mm. Interesting. May I have a next question? Sure. Um, were you ever scared your new job wasn't going to work out for you? I guess it's not new, but at the time when you started. Yes. 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 What I mean, were you most was, worried yeah, about? That was probably what was keeping you from doing it, wasn't it. Yes. I, yes, of course. I worked really hard to build my career where it was and to be as successful as I was. And I felt like, what if I did this and it failed? What if I have to go crawling back to corporate America because it didn't work out? What if no one actually wants to pay me money? 
What if people only were working with me because their company was paying for them to do it? Mm. I had all of those thoughts. And, but slowly, I guess it wasn't that slow. It worked pretty well. The connections and relationships that I had really helped me, but... Um, and having coached internally with companies, people knew who I was, they knew how I could help them. And so that really helped me transition into working for myself. But I for sure had doubts. Like I, um, I told Ellen that we should be prepared for me not to make any money for a year. Oh, wow. You were very yeah. Yeah. This is like, I'll probably make $10,000. <laughs> And so we had prepared for that, but how I made that choice, despite those normal, because these are, this is just our brain work. So this, our brain is there to protect us. You know this, I tell you guys this. So it's going to tell you to do things, not to do things that aren't necessarily bad to do, but are just protecting you from going out of your comfort zone. And so for me to help my brain be okay and make the decision to do my business anyway, I had to prepare for all of the worst case scenarios. So that's what I help my clients do too. When they're scared to do something, let's talk about all of the worst things that could happen and then how you would handle those things. Like, are they really likely to happen? Because sometimes when we're scared, like you just got your ears pierced yesterday. Right. And sometimes, yeah. <laughs> right. And you were like really freaked out. You really like built up all of this stress about it. But that was partly just because it was something new. You didn't know what it was going to be like. And so you have to just kind of push through and figure out, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Right. Sure. So, and then once you know how you would handle those things, it makes it easier to just move forward. Yeah. So that's what I did. You can tell. Well, good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay what is the best compliment you've ever received but what is also an insult that you have received that you are proud of oh in relation to like my coaching practice no just like in life okay it can be in your coaching practice because you know you take lots of pride in your coaching stuff so maybe one of your clients like complimented you and that really like changed the game or whatever or made you feel good yeah i mean anytime that my clients tell me that i helped them that they feel better that they have less stress that they are living differently thinking about themselves differently when i see them going after things they wouldn't otherwise like new jobs or trying new things they've always wanted to try that makes me so happy Because the mind is so complicated, but it's also relatively simple if you know how to hack it. And to have people that have real stress and real doubt and real confidence issues come to me and by the time they leave or even just after a couple of weeks, they feel confident and empowered and they're standing up for themselves. That just like, it almost makes me cry every time. It makes me so happy. (laughs) And... Personally, I would say that, you know, when you guys, when Ellen, when the people in my family just tell me that they love me, that is such a nice compliment for me. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And an insult, well, I've never been insulted. In your whole life, you've never been No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, in my corporate life, I was told on several occasions that I am always striving to give the... Nordstrom level of delivery 
with what I do. I have what no the... idea what that is. Yeah, means. what is Nordstrom? <laughs> it's like a high-level, like high-level store delivery. So imagine okay. if you go get designer clothes versus if you get clothes that are rummage sale. It was kind of giving me that comparison. It was saying that, which was kind of an insult, where it was saying, you always want to give this high-end, but people just want the rummage sale version. Yeah, you're like Gucci. <laughs> I don't know about that. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... So that's something that I'm proud of because I do always strive to over deliver, but I do think that that is um, something you have to consider in a corporate world, which is also why I like working for myself is that in a corporate world, they might not want the amazingness you have to offer. It might be about giving them, you know, the lowest level that you can offer. But for me, knowing I could do more, that wasn't good enough. Um, so that is, that is one thing for sure. And another is I've been told both as a compliment and I think as an insult, depending on the person and time in my life that I think differently than other people, Hmm. that I always have a different perspective. The ideas I have are different. And I think people have really appreciated that, but some people have found that a barrier because they want people to follow along a little bit more. Yeah. Did that answer your multi-prong question? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really, um, it's, I don't think that, like, thinking differently or doing things like that is really, like, an insult. Because, you know, I'd rather, personally, I'd rather be, like, insulted on, like, like myself rather than being, like, called normal. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's, like, a it really like hits you like if someone calls you like normal like you're just normal i feel like that's a bigger one of like the biggest insults that you can get because you don't want to be like normal you want to be different you know yeah cuz being different is you know what makes you stand out what it's what makes you not just another um i don't know cow in the herd or whatever mhm i love that yeah I think that's so great and I I think that's very that's just really great that you that you think that way. I think I spent so much of my childhood trying to fit in and be normal that when I was told that I wasn't I like I just said I saw it as an insult and it's so refreshing and great that you think differently. So, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Mhm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, T. so you know you have your point of view and we all have our point of view Mm -hmm. so this is like i want to know your point of view of this question of what has it been like trying to make all your calls and all your live events but you're also trying to make lunch for your two starving kids (laughs) (laughs) or something Oh, well, you're hardly starving, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're anyone... Well, that's no, exactly. Yes. Um, I think it's a balance. I think like all working parents, you have to schedule and prioritize for what's important. So I think what's been really good for us is, one, I always schedule ahead of time in the week. So if you guys have stuff that you need to get to or I have stuff I need to get to, I know our schedule and can accommodate it. You guys have also made it super easy on me. 
because you're really amazing at following direction and we always have conversations about expectations. So I will tell you and say, I have this call at this time. So here I prepped lunch for you or here you can make this or I'll be down at this time to have lunch. And so we just work through together how to best accommodate our schedules so that everyone has their needs met. Yeah. How do you think it's been going for you? I think it's been going good. I mean, it's easier because we're not like little, so we can do we can do a lot of stuff and we help each other out. So yeah. Yeah. I have a follow up question actually. Okay. So like, do you think you would have followed your dreams if we were like babies? Like, (laughs) say you just had like a three year old and a one year old. I don't know. Would you still have like followed your dreams of becoming your coach? Because you'd have to be like taking care of us, feeding Mm -hmm. us. I don't know. I don't have a baby. Baby care things. (laughs) Yeah, I think it definitely would have looked different. So I definitely would not be able to have the work schedule that I do now where I can put times of calls on the door and I can plan your guys' meals ahead of time and you kind of can take care of yourselves a little bit um, and you can understand time and a schedule and all of those things. You're not attached to my hip all the time. Well, not sometimes, but not all the time. So, (laughs) So I think if I had babies, I think that it would have been more difficult. I think that how it would have been different, I could have still made it work, but I think I probably would have had to have more help at home. So I would have probably had to chunk my time differently. So maybe take calls only certain times and days of the week, like during your nap times and things (laughs) like that. And probably work on the weekends and not so much during the week. So that like if Ellen were here, she could kind of help take care of you. And I would probably work... Um, a little bit less overall. So my business would look differently, but I would still be able to make it work. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Cherry. To anyone, like, to, like, what would you tell, like, someone that wants to, you know, be a life coach or make they're making a big decision in their life and they like don't know if they should take the leap or not whether that's you know quitting their job and doing something that they love or just like any big decision in their life what would you tell them Mm -hmm. what advice would you give them i would tell them to listen to that voice that they have that tells them that there's something more for them or that tells them that the situation that they're in isn't right for them I would then tell them to try to really understand if the change they're looking to make is going to solve the root cause of the problem. So sometimes when we're uncomfortable or if we have a bad boss or if we're bored, the next best thing is just to leave the company and go somewhere else. But then you might be running away from what you have as opposed to running toward what you want. So I think it's important that you understand what you really want. So when you're making that change, you know it's the right one. And then the third piece would really be to understand that you're never going to be ready. So whenever you do something big and scary or new, your brain is always going to offer you reasons not to do it. So at some point, you have to decide you're going to take the plunge and trust yourself that no matter what happens, you'll be okay and you'll know how to handle it. Yeah. 
have you ever been like, it's a rainy day, it won't stop raining, I'm not in the zone, just want to get through the day, relax, watch some 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> I don't know. If you want a gift for her, send her 90 Day Fiance items. <laughs> Topic, buy a big, buy a big Ed cameo and send it to her. Yeah, off topic, but yeah. Okay. But you just not been in the, the right headspace. Okay. So have I ever had the time where I don't feel like doing my work and I'm yeah. not, I'm not feeling in the mood for it's like it? Gloomy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I definitely have times like that. And so what I do is I, for one. I have gotten really good at scheduling my critical priorities every week and I put them in my calendar. So for example, like recording the podcast, that's something that I do for every week. So all of those things that are critical priorities, if I schedule them, I do my best to commit to that and to make it happen. But I also listen to my body and I listened to what I need. And so if I need a break, I take the break. So that's when I come down and say, hey, guys, want to play Mario? And then you're like, aren't you supposed to be working? <laughs> like, I just need a break. Or we're all, get us takeout and we'll go have a picnic in the backyard. So sometimes I need to take that break and then I'll just reschedule that priority if it's really important. But I really just try to listen to myself because we're all going to have bad days and we need to listen to what our body needs so that we can show up as the best version of ourselves for yeah. ourselves and for others. Yeah. Now you can proceed, cute dog. Okay. What is your best tip to making the world a better place? Oh my goodness. I would say, which is ironic given that this is a podcast where I'm talking all the time. But I would say to listen more and talk less <laughs> because I think that is if we were to boil it down to one thing, I think that we can all do better at understanding each other's perspectives and knowing that our experiences, the way we see the world is very egocentric. All of us only see the world the way that we see it. Like, T, you won't see the world the way that Q sees it. I don't see the world the way that Q sees it. We can understand each other, but the way that we each look at the world is going to be a little bit different. And if we listen to each other, then we can understand each other. And then we can have common ground. And then we can create some momentum and maybe solve some of the problems we have in the world that could be taken care of but aren't because we all have different priorities and we're not seeing what's really important yeah yeah totally my goats totes how about you q what would be your advice for people i haven't lived enough life to know um uh, you haven't lived enough life to know well, out of no. your years, you have a lot of good ideas to been 14 oh to make it a better place yeah do you want to come back to you and let t I, I yeah do you want to answer i think something that could make the the world better would be this one word. Ready? Mm -hmm. Acceptance to everyone. Mm. Yeah. Like you've kind of been saying around the podcast, you know, about acceptance. So I think that would really help a lot. Mm -hmm. mm. What do you think yeah. people can do to show acceptance? Um, 
They could stop judging people. Oh, okay. It's okay. a good one. All right, Q, you're up. You're in the hot seat. Um, I think something that could like really help, like if you're trying to, you know, just try to make the world like a better place just like as a person is to like try to think about people's perspectives try to yeah try to think about people's perspectives because everyone you know they have their own side of the story and i you know people who might be you know treating you really badly or treating you really good they might have you know they have their own perspective in any in everything and anything so just try to think about other people's perspectives before you make judgments on just like the way people act and things like that yeah do you have something to add to you? Uh, yeah i was just gonna say that like some of those stuff might be hard for you so you could do like little stuff to help even like you might not help the person but there's obviously a lot of trash everywhere so just picking up something <laughs> or some trash around can really help change like the world mm -hmm. not just like your life yeah you were on the green team yeah are you looking forward to more opportunities your business can get from the future like some more publicity even like go on a news channel you collab with Another podcast. I don't know. Like okay, so yeah. I am looking forward to the future and being able to help more people. So I'm working on some things that are going to be able to help more people and make the way that I help people more accessible. So right now, people have to work with me one on one for a few months, and I'm coming up with something new that's going to allow people to get help in a more affordable way and with easier access but still get great results and that's really going to have a greater impact on the world so i'm excited about that yeah got your next question q dog the rapper i'm not a rapper um okay okay so um if you like had a billboard what would you say what like what would be on it a quote or something like to advertise your business or whatever. Like if you bought a billboard, I don't really see you doing that. I don't see myself having a billboard for my business. No, but if you did. If I did? What would be on it? Like if you owned a billboard, what would what would you display on it? I think I would put words of encouragement on a billboard. Yeah. For people to see the bright side of their day to see what's possible for them to help bring them out of a dark cloud or a gloomy time and to be able to see what's possible and not to give up yeah yeah, yeah. so are you gonna ask us our question yeah well flip-flop flip-flop are you are you guys done with your interrogation interview yeah. of me okay so i wanted to ask you guys what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I think I might know my answer. Um, I have a lot of, I think I have, I've narrowed it down to like three options. Mm -hmm. It is, 
I want to have my own like animal rescue kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of want to be like a veterinarian helper mm-hmm. or something that doesn't work directly with the animals, but it helps. Th- but helps animals. Mm-hmm. Or I wanted to be mostly probably an actor. You are really good at the drama okay. shows. Got yours, Q doll? Well, sure. Q, we know you want to be an entrepreneur, um, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, there's lots of things that I would, you know, like to do. I that I like possibly could see myself doing. Like you know. I want to be an entrepreneur, if anyone or, um, We've talked about this. You have to say the word. Yeah, I know. Entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. It's a yeah. joke. Um, uh, I would really like to impact the world in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Or build something, you know, that is going to, like, live on past me. Yeah, you want to have a legacy? Yeah, sure. Um Yeah, I what whatever, you know, really comes to me or whatever I'm into at the time. And once I really find something that I really like to do, I will, you know, monetize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and um yeah, I don't know what that is yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out eventually. I'm sure you will. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what is something, <laughs> so, you know, the people that listen to this show are all working professionals. Some of them are parents, some are not. But what do you think they would like to know about me that they don't know? Oh, I I can answer this. <laughs> well, I think... That's something that your listeners and, you know, your audience don't know about you is how, like, crazy you are. Yeah. And it's, like, a, it's in a good way. It's, like, very funny. Like, we joke around a lot. It's, like, not... It's, like, all... It's a whole <laughs> random thing. We have lots of videos of, like... Her being like really goofy and funny, like she has the you know enthusiasm when she's like recording these things and posting her stuff, but it's like not even close to like what is when you know you yeah. put down the cameras, you know. I have when like, you're in your natural habitat. So <laughs> I have like a video really of her trying to make cute dog laugh, and she's just like have her hands up in the air and she's just like screaming and like <laughs> grunting and a little and it's really funny and so that's one thing that's very like yeah yeah all right t what about you what would be something that you think that the listeners would want to know um i think you should they should know how much you like time you put into this because like you may say how much time you did but it's really not like compared to as much time that you really put into your business mm-hmm. and all this and it's and it's like really kind of inspiring you know <laughs> to show that like 
hard work does really pay off. No, it's kind of cheesy, but, <laughs> but yeah, and it's very like cool to watch you grow over time. And it was definitely a very fast grow for you. Yeah. Like right from crawling to walking. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it was just important to know that she really does mean all of this and the stuff she says to you is like for your best interest. And she's not just saying that because she's like getting paid or something too. She just really does mean it. Aww. All right. Well, I think that is a great place to end at this episode. So before we do, is there anything you want to add, T? like to say bye. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for being on the show and all yeah. of your questions that you surprised me with. That was really neat how you guys prepared all of those and got to just have this conversation. All right. Well, I will see you all same time, same place next week. Have a great week. I get asked all of the time, how do I know if I'm in the right career? Now you can find out. I created a free quiz using my criteria for what makes a great job fit. You can take the quiz at my website, www.melissamlawrence.com, and in less than three minutes, you'll know the answer so you can stop guessing and take some action. And as a bonus, if your job isn't a great fit, you'll get some resources to help you decide what to do about it. Head there now.